36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time again when we have a special guest. And you know what? It's not a special guest because he is the co-host, and it's once a month that we're going to get together. You know what? Coach Goins has been on vacation. Mike's been in the laboratory. So, again, I am speaking none other than Mike Quick. But this is your host, Coach Goins, and welcome again to another Fast Break episode of Basketball More in the Game. Listen, we've got a lot to talk about because we got a lot to catch up with. Uh, so it's been a little bit of NBA uh, summer league. It's been a little bit of NBA um, crybabying going on, but it's all good. So, Mike, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Glad to be here, sir. Yes, sir. So, listen, folks, if you don't know, this is none other than Michael T. Quick. I call him the guru. He is the co-host of Basketball More in the Game. But, listen, before we get started, we want to just take a few minutes and just certainly appreciate all of our constant subscribers. Uh, you know, I shared with Mike the other night as we were kind of lining out some stuff for the show. Uh, that we are, you know, we are international now, you know, and, and when I think about it, it all started uh, before the podcast. It all started back when we were sitting in the hallways of Union Pines High School and had the opportunity to coach such a fine young man as uh, Michael, and that now he's grown, he is a grown man, and he's not a young man anymore. In my eyes, he is, but uh, by law, he's not. But uh, it started way, way before we started this podcast, but just want our uh, subscribers to know, you know, we have uh, folks that are listening to us in Japan as well as Australia, all across the United States, as well as Vietnam, the uh, Emirates. Uh, we're in Canada, uh, as well as the United Kingdom, and also in Finland. Uh, so uh, what do you think, Mike? You are international, man. So what, what, what's your comment? Hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So listen, folks, uh, and, I, and, and it's not just because of what Coach Goins is doing. It's folks like you know, Mike Quick, Mike Apple, Carl Salmon, uh, Coach Wells, uh, Joe uh, Cheryl, everybody that's been on, Jason Cable, Curtis Jackson, everybody that's been on this show that's made a difference. Uh, and people are dialing in, listening across the globe, you know, and that's the thing that we're so, so excited about is giving people the opportunity to, number one, plug into something positive and more importantly, just to be able to give back. But before we get started, Mike, you know how it is, brother, I got to pay the bills to keep us rocking and rolling. So we definitely want to thank our number one sponsor. Why I say number one sponsor? Because no matter what, from day one to right now, we had episode one, and this will be episode 30. So, Mike, you are all, you are number 30. So next time you go out there and play ball, make sure you wear the jersey number 30. So it represents uh, our 30th show. So we're definitely, definitely so excited uh, to be internationally on our 30th show. But with that, our sponsor is Mr. Curtis T. Jackson, Independent Broker and Insurance Benefits Coordinator in North Carolina and also now in Virginia. So if you need insurance needs, please reach out to Mr. Curtis Jackson, and we thank him so much for his continued support of basketball more in the game. But his office is in Creedmoor, North Carolina, just right outside of Raleigh. And you can reach him at area code 919-614-5796. So, hey, with that being said, I got the man on the other end of the mic, so I'm coach going to kind of tune it down. But before we throw it to him, I'm going to go ahead and set up this offense-defense. Now, let's talk a little bit about – we're going to back into this thing, Mike, if you don't mind. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the whole Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. We'll start on that end, and then Coach Goins is going to go ahead and Toss the ball up in there, and Mike, you're going to have uh, the ball is in your court. You set up the offense, and we'll play from you. Mike, you got it. 
Yes, sir. Well, Coach, going my my um, take on this Kyrie LeBron situation is first and foremost, you know, I'm a big LeBron guy. Love Kyrie as well, but for him to you know go out there and say he wants to be traded and wants to be on a team where he can be the guy. Well, number one, I just I don't think he's ready to lead a team and be the guy on a team um, to win a championship. I just don't see that. I think he has to be the number two guy. You're playing with the best basketball player in the world. What more can you ask for? You know what, Mike, and, and when you say that and we discuss that, uh, so folks, we're going to kind of let you behind the, behind the scenes a little bit. I told Mike uh, the other night, I said, you know what I said, it makes me want to, to reach out to Scotty Pippen and say, you know what, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, and, and here's the thing. Um, maybe and I'm going I'm to kind of play second fiddle on this deal tonight, Mike. I'm kind of doing a little in the laboratory myself. You know, you think about Kyrie. He's like, okay, you know what, LeBron, LeBron may be in L.A., Am I going to be the only dude here in Cleveland? What did I do in Cleveland before LeBron came back? And I ain't talking about Cleveland Brown from the Cleveland Browns show. I'm talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Where were they before LeBron came back? So what is so is Kyrie seeing the writing on the wall? Is that why he's wanting to leave? Is he is he knowing that you know what these GMs are not making power moves? To get us, you know, people around, you know, okay. And I want to, I want to kind of layer it back just, just one second. Uh, you know, you look at the playoffs, or you look at the. I'm just going to go to the championship, uh, the, the, the series between Golden State. You know, Sean Foot, J.R. Smith. You know, where were these dudes? You know, these, these guys. And then I'm also going to go ahead and call out Kyrie. You know, where was he game one and game two? You know, he didn't start playing till his, you know, till his back was against the wall. You know, where, where where was he game one and game two? And and, and to me, he's a defensive liability. Uh, and, and you know, so with that, all right, let me ask you this, Mike. Where, where do you see him landing? Or where would you think he should go? Well, in my opinion, if the ball is in Cleveland's court, if you ask me. He has two years left on his deal with a player option for a third year. Uh, my opinion, uh, if I'm Cleveland, if I'm trading, I'm going to get the best that I can for him. I'm gonna send him to Phoenix. I'm gonna get Eric Bledsoe back in the deal. I'm gonna try to bring um, along a third team like the Knicks. You know, hopefully get caught on board. But Melo's going on record this week to say he doesn't want to play in Cleveland because Kyrie is not gonna be there. Well, that's fine. If if I'm Cleveland and and I absolutely trade him, I will trade him to Phoenix for Eric Bledsoe couple of the young pieces that they have in place. You know what? And that is exactly right. So, again, if if I'm the owner and the guy don't want to play, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to deal him. You know, because he's only going to do, you know, number one, tear up the locker room. Uh, and, well, okay, you know what? Let's let's, let's, let's go on out on this limb. I, you a Carolina guy. Uh, and I'm shocked, yes, that I, I'm shocked you didn't get an invitation to Harrison Barnes' wedding. But in that the, the video that was out, uh, let, let's let's talk a little bit about this whole you know this dance you know uh, you know Curry's doing this and then and then then all of a sudden who's in attendance but uh, Mr. Kyrie Irving uh, while Mr. Curry is doing a LeBron dance is LeBron reading too much into that or well, what's your take on that? Well, I, number one, I think it's high
you know, I, I think that's pretty childish and typical Duke guy. Oops, did I do that? Shot at a Duke and shot at a Duke guy. But um, anyway, I was, and there's, there's another video where Kyrie mocked LeBron on the plane when LeBron wrote the letter to Sports Illustrated stated that he was coming home. And Kyrie made, a, made another video out there that said, I'm coming home, I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. More, I mean, just more high school and stuff, Coach Goins. I just don't understand. You know, what? you know, it's a lot of times um, I'm going to go ahead and call the NBA NBA out. Uh, and I know that, you know, just as well as, you know, you know guys that's played in the league and, and, and so do I. But I'm going to call them out, you know. Um, you know, they can't control their players but so much. But the league has got to be able to, you know, you know put, put a little – a little restraint on these guys. When I say a little restraint, you know, I mean not to say you know take you know freedom of uh, expression or, or say what they want to be able to say, uh, but you know th- these guys get out and and they go out and they they you know three or four guys on the team and you know you look at Golden State and, and again I'm not a Golden State fan and, and I don't care to be uh, because and, and to me Curry is not he he's kind of going outside of really who he is. And I don't know if that's just trying to create that brand, but I don't see him. It, to me, what he's done in the last two years is not how uh, he acted the first couple of years. I don't know if that's because of, you know he can't handle the stardom. Uh, and again, I know he, people are different individuals. Uh, he's not his dad. You know, Dale never acted that way. Dale, of course, Dale was never that caliber player, but just the the, the personality, and it may be just star power that's going to his head. But I, I don't appreciate me personally. Uh, as a huge, huge basketball fan, the way he his, his antics, you know how he shot the ball in the uh, in the finals with the high stepping, you know you, you just play the game, and, and there's nothing wrong with a little showmanship. If you want to shimmy your shoulders or, or do stuff like that, I don't have any problem with that. But you know it's it, it comes a fine line to be able to go. Okay, you know you got to be able, and I'm gonna go ahead and call LeBron out. I think it was a couple years ago when he got, I think they called a foul on him. And he ran the length of the floor. You know, you just can't do that, guys. You know, too many, too many young kids are watching you. Too many parents are working hard, and they're going out here and buying these overpriced sneakers, these overpriced jerseys. You know, and then and then now you're going to act like that, and then you know you want to realize that you know you're a role model, whether you want to be or not. You know, kids want to wear your shoes. People, you know, want to wear your jerseys. And if people says, "Well, I, I got to act the way I want to act," well, guess what? Not really. Not when, uh, not when you're doing it for uh, in front of so many people. You got to be able to. And then my thing is that somebody need to pull these dudes' coattails, and 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 become a leader and say, hey, you know what? There's certain things that we need to do. There's certain things that we don't need to do. Uh, and that's why I want to call the league out. You know, and the league is, I think, is hurting basketball. I know it's a numbers game. I know they're looking at it. Uh, you know, you bring, you know, you you, you take the top three guys drafted this year. Uh, I know Tatum was three. Um, who was the kid uh, number two? Um, help me out. Ball. Yeah, Ball was two. That's Alon- Alonzo Ball was two, and then the kid from out uh, Washington was number one. Next year there'll be three more the same. So you know, and and unfortunately, you know, what is the league doing for these guys preparing these guys when they go out? You know, what's the average guy gonna stay in the league? 
Is he going to stay two or three years, or is he not going to stay two or three late two or three years? But you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting a whole. I'm trying to get a little bit ahead of myself. I apologize, but you know, it it just bothers me as again as as a basketball fan, and I know uh, Michael T uh, is a huge fan as well. So with that, let's 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 kind of talk a little bit about uh, the whole. Uh, uh, daddy ball. That's what I want to call him. Uh, I don't want to call him coach because uh, he he may have an AAU team, but uh, I'm not going to call him a coach. I'm just going to call him just. Uh, and I don't want to call him publicly, uh, but to me, he's just a uh, he, he's a nut. You know, he's just uh, bottom line. And he said the other night, well, it, it's just entertainment. And unfortunately, you know, Jordan had a comment. The Magic Man's had a comment. Instead of that, instead of letting this guy basically down the vine. Uh, and ESPN, uh, I know Wilborn uh, called him out last night. They, they constantly want to give him a little media hype. And instead of him just saying, okay, you know what, let me do what I got to do and back off. So go ahead, Mike. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the madman. Yeah, you know, with LeVar Ball, I just, uh, in the beginning, I thought it was just a ploy, just, just to sell, sell shoes, just to promote the big baller brand. But at some point, when do you have to sit back and say, I'm making a fool out of myself and my kids. You know, I, you know, you're, you're doing this at the expense of your children. You, you average probably what, 2.2 points a game at Washington State back in the day. You went on record saying you'll beat Michael Jordan. Jordan come back and said, you couldn't beat him if he had one late. You know, so I just, I, to me, I wish he would just stop, take himself out of the limelight, focus on his children, let them, let them have their careers and let them have their moment. And I, I just wish he would just sit back and just chill. You know what? And that, and that's so eloquently put, uh, folks. And so, again, uh, people say, well, he, he, he's he got a right. Yeah, but at, at whose expense? You know, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, that AAU game and, and the referee getting tall. So what, what's your take on that one? Uh, to me, that it was crazy because the very first one, you know, he pulled his kids off the floor. You know that's unprofessional. I, these are kids, but still, you got to conduct yourself in a manner that you're you're conducting in a professional manner. And to just walk off the floor, I thought that was just bogus. And then the very next week, you come out, you say you, you knew that she was going to um, call call a tech on you, and I I just don't understand that. I mean, number one, you degraded her as being as being a female referee by calling her out like that, and I just. I didn't appreciate that. I thought it was a lack of respect on on his part. Right, and and then my thing is, uh, and, and I don't want to be misquoted, but it, if if I got my facts right, it was Adidas um, that that asked her to, um, you know, but basically pulled her out of the game. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, so you know, what are we doing? I mean, here's the thing: you you gotta everybody that's out there that's that's ever ran a basketball organization. The bloodline to a basketball organization is not not the teams that's in the tournament. It's not the coaches in the tournament. It's your officials. So now you now now here's AAU or whoever sanctioned that. I, I, I again and I don't want to use AAU, but you know here's tra- I'll just say travel basketball because I don't want to throw any um, organization uh, under the bus whatsoever. So we'll just say travel. But here's a travel basketball tournament where. You know, coach, well, ball is, you know, he's out there doing his thing, gets in it with the official, and as Mike said, pulls the team off. I don't care if I'm getting beat by 60. I'm not going to pull my team out. I mean, we we may try to execute and just work on some things, but just to take your team off the floor at that level and their kids, 
Um, and then, you know, and then uh, they go out and they're switching referees right in the middle of the game and then taking the official out. You know, you, you, you're really creating, you're taking away from the game of basketball, you're taking away from the kids. Now, as Mike said, you're putting the light on yourself. But then, you know, who's this organization that's sponsoring this, you know, tournament and then turn around and pulling the referee? No, you sit the coach down. You suspend him for the rest of the time. You do whatever you need to do. If you got to give him a refund, you give him his money back. Uh, but you, I, I just I don't understand why we're going down the road uh, with this whole ordeal uh, with uh, with this, with, uh, I, you know, what I, just like I said, with this nut. Uh, and and for you young listeners, you know, you know, don't, you know, don't get hung up on what Coach Goins is is saying with nut, you know. But in that, you 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 will you will long you will live as long as you live, you'll run into people that's just kind of kind of go 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 against the grain. So, you know what, Mike, I, I appreciate the the openness and and your comments in reference to uh, trying to create the the synergy around the game of basketball. More more most importantly, because it's for the kids, it's not for a coach. Uh, it's not for the referee, but a referee is gonna uh, is gonna call the play. Just like I used to, when I used to referee, I used to tell uh, the players, "I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything to you if you miss a shot. So if I miss a call, uh, you know, don't say anything to me because you know we're human. You know, referees are not gonna see everything. They're not gonna be able to call everything. Every call is not gonna go your way. It's just uh, if you want to hang your hat and blame every official. Uh, that's running up and down the court because the inability to play or lack of their uh, ability or the referee stole the game, you know, call it what you want to. And as I always tell people, the sun's going to come up and the Jets and the folks going to be on page 43. Okay. So, hey, listen, let's talk a little bit about that uh, fantastic, I thought fantastic, summer league as it relates to the NBA. So let, let's talk a little bit about what, who stood out in your mind. Well, basically, summer league play, um, Lonzo Ball, he, you know, he played well after his first, after his initial outing. I thought he played well. Um, I go over and look at a couple of guys. Bryce Johnson played well for the Clippers. Um, Marcus Page out in Utah, I thought he played well. You know, it was, these guys, and, and it, it, people say it's just summer league, but I thought it was very exciting. You know, it, it's, it's really exciting to see these guys stand out. And be able to get some get some hoops up under the up under the belt, you know, be able to play because a lot of these guys may not even make a training camp roster. A lot of them may not may not see see the bench in the NBA. They may be headed to the G League. So you know, I thought it was great that they got out there and just produced um, this summer. It, it was really exciting to see that. Yeah, well, and that's exactly. Right. And I know they played in Vegas, and they were talking about you know first, and you know, that's a lot of pressure on the kid, you know, to, to go out and. And talking about the uh, ball, and of course his first game was you know was a little flat, but you know, didn't shoot the ball well. But then, you know, came on strong, and 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 they finished quite well. And if I'm not mistaken, they, they went on and won the championship uh, yes, for sir. the you know for the Lakers. And of course, you know what a what a great shot in all you know with the Magic Man back at the helm uh, in the front office and Luke Walton. Uh, so again, we just you know wish him continued success. And and that, that and that's the that's the point. You know that's what we were saying earlier. Let, let let your kids be kids. You know, parents. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get on this soapbox real quick. And, and Mike, I want you to jump in on here. And if your kid is playing a sport, if your kid is playing any sport, let the coach coach. Uh, exactly. you, know, you know, let them coach uh, and and let them work through that. There's nothing wrong with giving that support. Nothing wrong with giving that feedback. But here's the thing. 
you know, when you play a rec ball and your kid is out and they end up, you know, being on the team and you may, you know what, volunteer and, and help if you have the basketball skill. Don't just because just because you might watch the game every uh, every blue moon doesn't mean that you know the ins and outs of basketball. But if you do know the ins and outs about basketball, we're going to challenge you this day, August the 2nd, 2017, from Basketball More in the Game. Get involved in your son or daughter's playing career if you know the game and if you know how to coach. Because here's the thing. All organizations need, you know, folks that are dedicated, uh, that's willing to coach, and not just coach your son to be able to make sure that they're getting playing time, but coach for the right reasons. We just had a great – actually, the show is on this week, Joe Cheryl. uh, The name of that show is Coaching for the Right Reasons. And if you get an opportunity – Tell me, I have had tremendous, tremendous feedback uh, from the uh, the show that is being aired this week uh, with Coach Joe Sherrill and how he broke it down and the importance of coaching for the right reason. So, Mike, what's your take on that, man? Oh, I totally agree with that. I mean, because for one, um, coaches are not going to come in your parents' houses and tell you how to raise your child. So don't come to, to my gym and tell me how to coach them. If, if your kid has enough skill to go out there and play, and play the right way, then he's going to get on the floor. Um, him or her is going to get on the floor. And, you know, just as Coach Gorn said, to piggyback off that, volunteer, get involved, you know, but let the coach coach these kids. That's, that's what it's about. And I guarantee you, your kids will be more receptive to coaching if the parents just sit on the side and just, you know, just just be supportive of them. Right. And and, and don't and, and as I tell a couple of my coaches and uh, – and that organization here, uh, don't uh, don't get hung up in in on the um, sa- uh, on game day coaches. Um, you know, coach, you know, people in the you know stands yell. I mean, you you got to block it out. You got to wear. You got to little be a little tougher skin because when it, when it all boils down to it, you know, people think they can coach until they're sitting on the sidelines, and then you know the game is going on. And for those of you that don't know. Trust me when I tell you this. It is a ton of stuff going on during a game of bat. I'm just going to speak to basketball because, again, that's what primarily we're talking about. Uh, we've coached uh, – Mike and I have coached other sports besides basketball, but you know we're just going to talk about you know what we're passionate about. But in that, you know, there's a lot that goes on in the game of basketball. I mean, there was no way that we could be successful uh, when Mike and I were on the same bench without him doing what he did. I'm looking at what I was looking at, and then Coach uh, Salmon looking at what he's looking at, because basically it was a three-headed, three-head attack. Because what Mike focused in on was one one aspect of the game, and what I focused on was another aspect of the game. There was several times that Mike would sit right beside me, and he'd tell me within two seconds later, I'd be, "How many fouls he got?" You know, he turned back around because again, when you're in the game, when you're in that moment, you know, you got to be able to look at that clock and realize, okay. All right, so I'm, right, watch this right here. I'm gonna set this. I'm gonna set this scenario up. I'm gonna have Mike uh, coach us through that. All right, Mike, you coming down the court and you're down three points, and uh, and it's uh, it's 15 seconds right before halftime. Your big man's got two fouls, uh, and and somebody else committed a foul. Now it's gonna be a, a one and one uh, for your opponent going to the line. What you gonna do with your big man? Um, I'm. I'm taking him out of the game. Okay. Putting somebody in. All right. So, folks, you just heard that live right now on Basketball More in the Game. So, coaches, don't sit there and leave your big man in the game with two uh, fouls and about 15 seconds. So, in, so, so here's the scenario. Think about the scenario we set up. So, your big man's got two fouls. 
there was another foul committed. So it was a one and one going to the line. So you leave your big man in the game. Let's play this out. Leave the big man in the game. Shots up. They, it's it's a one and one. He missed. They're battling for the rebound. The whistle blows. Now all of a sudden your big man's picked up three fouls. He turns around, throws his hands up. You as a coach, you're going to come up off the bench. You're fussing at the referee. You're fussing at the player. And yeah, you know what? You controlled all of that. So that was just, and again, that was just a scenario, and that's what, we, and that was free of charge. Uh, and again, we just thank Mike for uh, that quick on spot. So, Mike, go ahead, and you got the mic with the next topic. Yes, sir, Coach. I, I wanted to discuss what you think about um, these so-called super teams that are being established now. Go ahead, in go the ahead. NBA and, and as well as, if you look at it. Uh, some people can say Kentucky and Duke has had super teams over the past three years. So you see guys typically wanting to play together like a package deal nowadays going to college. So my, what's your take on those? You know what? Let me tell you. These these guys going, I, 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 don't have, I don't have a problem with these coaches out here rattling the cages, getting these players in. But I'm going to tell you just like um, – I'm going. I'm just going. I'm going to go about uh, maybe nine miles down the road from uh, your your dream place, and we're going to call yes, it. Sir. We're going to call it Cameron Indoor Stadium. And I'm going to go on. The, I'm going to go on the record uh, and kind of just kind of piggyback off Coach K. And, and he called it out. And you know, guys need to stay two years. You know, there's nothing wrong with you going out and and and, and it's just like anything else. You know, you are, I am trying to sell my program for the for the best that it's going to do now. Here's the thing, uh, parents. Not all players can play for every coach. You know, Coach Quick can be at Chapel Hill. Coach Goins can be at Duke. And what makes a player go to Chapel Hill? Because they like the philosophy. They like Coach Quick. What makes them come to Durham and play for Coach Goins? Because they like Coach Goins. Now, here's the thing. Every coach has a different style of coaching. I know personally Coach K is an in-your-face, in-your-tail kind of coach. Now, we know players go to Carolina, and we know players go to Duke and, and across the country, and players transfer. Now, why they transfer? It, did, you know, it, did they read the coach wrong? Uh, did the coach say, hey, you know, did they overpromise and underdeliver? But we always have players that's going to transfer regardless. But when a coach goes out and he's able to, you know, like a John Calipari can, can pick up four or five McDonald's All-Americans, that's great, and but as long as he under, as long as the school understands that these guys are going to be one and done, and not after these coaches. And we've talked about this on a prior show. You know how long they're going to let uh, that go on in Rupp Arena before they be telling Calipari, you're going to have to put some banners up and stop turning these guys uh, over to the NBA because you know NBA scouts are coming to Kentucky's practice, and basically it's almost turned into a combine. You know, because they're in there and, and if they're they're acting like they're at the buffet at uh, at the colonel. But you know, that's kind of a long way around the barn, Mike, to answer that question. But you know, these guys go out with these super teams and you know, same thing with AAU. They they, they go out and they load up and they're not practicing. Uh, they just show up at games and you know, because you can play, we're not gonna practice. We're just gonna come out and then I got my two superstars and meet your two superstars and the other um eight players on the court to kind of go unnoticed because my two guys are going up against your two guys, you know, and, and that's, unfortunately, um, that's what really, you know, it's not an X and an, it's not an X and O not saying that all coaches uh, and on, and I keep saying AAU, but travel basketball because there's other organizations, there's, you know, USBL and, and, and all of the other organizations out there. But in that, 
Uh, again, a long way around the barn is, you know, there's nothing wrong with guys going out and getting talent. But the thing is, make sure you're nurturing that talent, taking care of those players, you know, providing those players with great instructions. And again, uh, most top elite AAU teams don't do a lot of practice. They just show up and the balls roll out and they get by just on talent. And you know, to to piggyback a little bit off that, I'm 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 not per se gonna knock the super team aspect of it. You know, our guys go where they want to as far as college, and you go go where you want to as far as the NBA. You know, now of course you got some athletes complaining of super teams a lot. He, you know, he, he mentioned that during the. Say again, my, hold on, Mike. I, I'm look. You're kind of cutting in and out. Do I have you? Okay. Experience works in Houston. You know, two ball dominant guys. I just want to see how that how that's going to work. I personally think they can make it work because Chris Paul is such a smart. Basketball player, he's a great leader, so I think that will work. But I'm I'm curious to see how it works. Now back to the collegiate game for a second, you know. And I'm things like a lot of people say Roy Williams. You know, he don't offer kids early. He's pretty old school in recruiting. He holds his scholarships to his best. Well, he likes to build character. You know, he was on record this summer as saying one coach asking, "You're going to give Andrew to take a scholarship?" He said, yes, I am. He said, because I pick and choose who I want to play for. And and I can dig that. You know, he, he, he wants kids that are high character. He's also going on record to say that I want a mixture of the five, four stars and five star guys. You know, and I would have to say that his formula works. He just won the national championship. He's been to the national championship game the last two years in a row. I mean, I can't knock it. You know, I. Kentucky gets all these five star guys. Where, where are you at? A lot of people tell me, "Oh, the kids are going to the guy they to the league." My, I think those guys have championships. Right, that's exactly right. You know, and and, and here's the thing, Mike, that uh, that you're knocking the, uh, in the knocking knocking it out depart with because you know you think about when. I, I, Look at South Carolina. You know, South Carolina did they didn't do that with freshmen. And and you and guys leave and go load up in the NBA as you're not gonna you're not going to win in the NBA with a bunch of rookies. I'm sorry. Philadelphia can sit there with Ben Simmons, Okafoot, and all these other guys that they will not win NBA championships with rookies. The only rookie that I can go back and that came in and made an Im- immediate impact and won the NBA championship was the Magic Man. You know, he's thinking about it. He, he's the only guy that in four years he won a state championship, NCAA championship, and rookie of the year in the, uh, and MVP, as well as the NBA championship, all in the four-year span because he left, he left Michigan State as a sophomore. He won, excuse me. He won his he won high school championship as a senior. He left Michigan State when he was a sophomore. He was in the NBA as basically his junior year in, in college. What it was his first year in the NBA he was MVP and, and won the 
uh, NBA championship without uh, Kareem that that year when they beat Philadelphia. So you know that that's that's pie in the sky. But you're exactly right. When these guys go in and they load up with all these you know blue chip dudes, these guys are gone in a year. So therefore, you, if you don't have that balance, and I look at South Carolina. Uh, and they put the Blue Devils, uh, and, you know, they, they put us out of the tournament 100% this year. You've got to be able to balance with guys that's going to stay, you know, hence junior college transfers. You know, guys that saying, you know, Coach, I, I'm going to come in. There's nothing wrong with sprinkling in a couple of those big-time elite guys. But then that, I've got to be able to drop down and say, man, I want me some, I want me some guys that's going to be around for two or three years. Now, if their career takes off and they want to grow, I don't have any. I mean, I look at Emil Jefferson. You know, I, I think he, I think he's still trying to make an NBA roster. But you know, this kid ended up. Who would ever believe he would have played in the most Duke games and he was, you know, had a great, great career at, at Duke. And again, you know, the the whole thing there. You go to college to play college basketball. You know, most college coaches don't get players ready for the NBA. I don't have a problem with that because they are trying to win for their institution. They're trying to make those guys a better player. Now, if they recruit guys that can play at the next level, that's great. And if they can't, that's still great because they're college basketball coaches, not NBA players. Excuse me, not NBA coaches. And just tie into that a little bit. That's the same thing I tell parents. Uh, and I'm gonna challenge the parents, and we're gonna, you know, we really, really are trying to, you know, push the envelope tonight on this uh, on this program because, you know, parents, when your kids go out and play basketball at a young age, they're not, you know, 99.9 percent of the kids in the average gym is not gonna play in the NBA. They're not gonna play Division One. They may play, you know, D2 or D3, but most kids on these rec teams are not going to be playing in the NBA. So don't, you know, don't be in the stands treating it like, okay, you're in Carmichael or, excuse me, you're in the Dean Dome or you're in um, Cameron Indoor Stadium or you're in Rupp Arena. No, you may be in Southern Pines, you may be in Aberdeen, you may be in Fishersville, you may be in Stanton, Virginia. So let's treat it that way. You know, treat the game with respect, honor the coaches, honor the players, honor their opposing team because, number one, they are youth. And I always tell and I always open up my seasons say, I do not coach. I am not a high school coach. I am not a college coach, and I'm not an NBA coach. I, it is my job to teach your kids the fundamentals of the game. Now, we just see, if we see talent, we know people that we can help you know, perfect that and, and continue to grow that talent. But at this level, it is not our job to teach them and get ready and to get, for them to get ready to the NBA. So, therefore, you know, please, you know, bring bring your level of commitment and meet our level of commitment. And we can build a great program uh, and that can be uh, great for everybody around the board. So, all right, Mike, you got it, man. Yes, sir. Um, my, my next question for you is, Carmelo Anthony, do you feel he can still be a legit superstar in the league? Uh, n- uh, no. And the reason why I say no, because uh, here's the thing, you know, Carmelo, he, he, ha- he, let me, let me, does he have to play with the ball? No. But if he doesn't have it, then he's going to tear you up. Uh, not to say he's not a tremendous talent, but he's always been the guy that had to play with the ball. And so we you know, where does that fit in? How can he go to a team to where he, he's not having a basketball? So hence, you know, as we said earlier, uh, Chris Paul goes to Houston, and there's James Harden. James Harden plays with the basketball. Now you're going to take the ball out of James Harden's hand and put it on Chris Paul. Now what's Carmelo Anthony doing? You know, so you know, and not not to that, not to that, not to say I wouldn't have Melo on the team, but can Melo at this stage of his career handle coming off the bench 
or could he be the second option? I wish him the best. You know, I appreciate everything he's done. I know he's won some gold medals uh, for the United States. Uh, I'm a Nick fan, uh, and I'm like Spike Lee. You know, we haven't won anything there in quite some time, and, and, I, and I blame the front office for that. Uh, all the way back when uh, Pat Ewan was there. You know, we just never put a, uh, that solid surrounding cast around. We always had role players, but Pat really never had another superstar to come alongside of him. So that's a long way around the barn, but, you know, just wishing Melo uh, the best as uh, his career starts uh, going out uh, on the back end. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and again, uh, this commercial, you're going to be exciting. Or you're going to be, excuse me, you're going to be excited about this commercial. So we'll talk a little bit more after this commercial. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. Hello, Shenandoah Valley. This is NBA Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson bringing you a new, exciting radio show called Out of Bounds with myself and Lamont Going. Hey, Ralph, thank you for the opportunity to co-host such a great show in the Shenandoah Valley. You will be impacted. Hey, I'm really excited to bring you this new show. You don't want to miss it. Coming in August. That's on 1240 ESPN Radio, and we'll see you out of bounds. Stay tuned. Hey, folks, we're back uh, again. Just uh, we're, we're so excited about that upcoming show. I uh, have an opportunity to co-host Out of Bounds with Mr. Ralph Sampson. That is correct, the legendary, the last uh, three-time college basketball player of the year. He's asked me to co-host, and that's going to be on ESPN Radio 1240. Uh, that's coming in August, uh, and we are churning. Uh, we're going to have, you know, just kind of let you in. Let you in. We're going to have folks on like Franco Harris, Magic Johnson. Uh, oh, my God, Kyle Ripken, Sugar Ray Leonard. So, you know, we've got a lot of guys lined up, and we are just looking forward to an opportunity to provide a great, great radio show. Uh, to the Shenandoah Valley. So, hey, Mike is back with us. We had a little uh, technical difficulties and a little bad weather down south, but that's all right. We still got the guru, and we are absolutely churning. So, again, folks, we just certainly appreciate your time and your talent. And don't forget, you can always check out Basketball More in the Game on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean.com, and also on Facebook. Uh, you can follow Basketball More in the Game. But most importantly, uh, I just want to thank Mike for who he is, and it's just such a pleasure every time we're able to to get together and talk about sports. And because I know you know, folks that that don't know, uh, you know, I remember this young guy would always have tablets, uh, and in his tablets he would just have players listed in the top, you know, who who they were and, and where they were. So as we turn this entire podcast, and as it goes across to all of our viewers, excuse me, all of our subscribers and everybody that, you know, dials into basketball more in the game. Just, you know, when you get the opportunity to see Mike and, and, and you will, you know, real soon as we start doing some um, vodcast, doing some video and we've got some things up our sleeve coming up this basketball season. I just want you to, you know, get on there, tweet it, you know, let them know that you're excited about him being a part because it, it's not about what we do here. Uh, but it's also about taking care of our folks in North Carolina, and, and he definitely spearheading that up and getting the word out. So, hey, Mike, kind of want to you know, shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about um, a little, little of the NFL grind. You know, I'm a Steeler guy, uh, and, and and that Steeler runs uh, deep. And so with that, you know, everybody's talking about Colin Kaepernick, you know, where he's going to land and what should he do. You know, what's on the table for this young man? Well, in my opinion, I, I hope he gets a job somewhere soon within the league. I think a good place for him at this point in time will be the Baltimore Ravens. And I just hope that, you know, they reach out 
to bring this young man on board. Um, and, I, and I'll say this. what His stance last year on kneeling for the National Anthem, you know, I understand why he did it. And I, I may not have done what he done, but I can say I understand why he done it and and hit the method to to, to his ideas. I, I understand it. You know, he wanted to bring bring some attention to the things that are going on around our country today. And it's, it's just sad with some of the things. And, I, you know, all lives matter. But, you know, we just we, we want people to take the time out before you make decisions or pull a gun or something like that, you know, out to harm someone else. You think about if that was your family member or somebody. So I understand why Colin Kaepernick did the thing that he did last year, milling for the national anthem. Um, I'm not going to knock him one bit, you know, because that was his right. You know, that's my take on it. But you know what, Mike, and I appreciate the, the, the transparency and that. And again, you know, people, you know, people all, you know, here's the thing. It's always going to be two sides of the story and people are going to get on one side or the other. And, 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 and people say, well, he shouldn't. Well, you know what? That's what he wanted to do. And you're exactly right. I, it's not for me. You know, somebody asked me and they said, you a veteran? I said, yes. They said, you're African-American? I said, yes. You know, how do you feel? I said, listen. If he wants to do that, well, well, he's putting his career on. Like, well, you know what, you know what, that that that. As my grandmother used to say, every tub has got to set on its own bottom, you know. And that's a decision that he made. And it's not for you know, Coach Goins to to say, you know, which way, form or fashion. If if he wants to stand, sit, run, jump, you know what, you know, God bless him. You know, same thing when somebody talks about man, you know, how they afford to pay for that car. Listen, if they're not rolling up at forty eight Longview Circle, Fishersville, Virginia. Two two nine three nine and asking me for a car payment, you rock and roll. You know I've got other things I need to worry about, uh, but I just you know, to you, you know, he's a tremendous talent. And I think he could help somebody. Uh, and again, I think a lot of times that we we you know society forces us to get on one side or the other. Uh, and not want to look at it holistically and not realize that, you know what, he's an athlete, you know, he's making, he's made a stance, you know, Muhammad Ali, you know, made a stance uh, back in the 60s when he refused to, to go into the draft, you know, so in that, uh, it did, you know, did it affect his career? Yes, it did, did uh, for, for quite some time, uh, but in that, uh, he, he still was a, a, a honored hero, uh, and to me, he would go down as the most significant athlete of all time. Uh, and I'm speaking of uh, none other than uh, Mr. Muhammad Ali. But, Mike, I certainly appreciate uh, your comments in reference to uh, Mr. Kaepernick. So, hey, listen, I know uh, we've been going at uh, we've been going at it hard. But, you know, here's a couple of things I just want to toss out to you, Mike. Uh, and again, just as, as we continue to lay this down and, and let me just I just want to kind of share with the with the audience. You know, you know, a lot of times people, you know, can say that they're passionate about certain things. Uh, and what makes them passionate about certain things, but there's also you know something that you've got to be able to understand. You got to you got to study to show yourself approved. Uh, and I'm not and I'm I'm not trying to preach to anybody or anything from basketball more in the game. But anytime somebody wants to enjoy a game of basketball or any sport, whether it's football, uh, baseball, it doesn't matter. Uh, we just have we have to have a title for the show. Uh, and this is what uh, dropped in my spirit, and this is what we move forward to. And that's why this young man is, is on is on the show. That's why he co-hosts uh, once a month. And like I said, I, I told Mike once I got back off of uh, vacation, uh, then, you know, it's time for us to get back together and put this spin back on uh, and get us back. But just, you know, just kind of let you look, let folks know what we got in store uh, coming down the road. We're going to be doing some live stuff. 
Uh, we're going to make a couple of trips to North Carolina and do some live things. We're not going to tell you when. Uh, we're just kind of sharing some sharing some light to that because, again, the tremendous, tremendous talent is on the telephone from North Carolina, and we, and we know uh, his time, his effort. You know, his wife supports him. Uh, everybody from here, our staff of basketball, uh, more than the game, supports Mike for what he brings to the uh, table every single time. He does his homework. He studies. Uh, and and preparing for that, and, you know, and we don't take that uh, for granted. Uh, and again, it's just an absolute honor uh, that we continue to move forward with the podcast. And Mike is, you know, making a difference. Think about it. This will this will be show thirty uh, on a long, long line. You know, everybody that's been on before, and Mike's been on several times. He will continue to be on uh, as we move forward. But we, from from my office uh, to uh, to Mike, we want to thank you for everything that you do. Uh, to make us successful, you know, we are reaching the masses. We are international, and I want you to understand that, and I want you to celebrate that, just like we celebrated every time we check our demographics and people are reaching out from you know Iowa coaches and you know in Texas and California. And every time I get these emails, uh, I'm not just reading them for myself, and I, I certainly appreciate Mike. Always gives me feedback after every show. Uh, he listens to, and I just ask him to you know continue to do that because that's only going to make us better. So with that, what I'm going to always do, I'm going to give Mike uh, closing comments, and he's going to actually, what I'm going to ask him to do, I'm going to ask him to uh, close out the show today. Uh, this will be the first time, and I'm kind of putting him on the spot before I turn that over to him. What I want to do is just thank our sponsor again, Mr. Curtis Jackson out of North Carolina, uh, independent insurance agent. And also, our scripture verse of the day is John 14 and 6. I am the way, the truth, and the light. So now that I put Mike on the spot uh, to close the show out. So, Mike, if you give us your final uh, final comments and you can close us out, sir. Yes, sir. Coach Goins, I just want to say I appreciate you for having me on the show again um, this month and um, I'm glad to be a part of basketball is more than a game. It's an opportunity that you brought into my life that I, I thoroughly enjoy. I thoroughly love talking about sports, especially basketball. And I just, I just want to say thank you again from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to be a part of it. The staff at basketball is more than a game. Thank you guys for everything that you're doing, that you've done for me. And uh, we're continuing to grow, and uh, that's what it's all about. But um, I just, I just wanted to say this. Um, I'm looking forward to, to the hoop season that's coming up, but the gridiron is coming first, and first and foremost, and I, I look forward to that as well. I'm a big-time college football guy and NFL guy. Everybody knows me. I'm a Redskins fan, Tar Heel fan for life. But I'm just looking forward to seeing the game of football being played at the excellence that it's always always has been. And I and and I, as I t- said earlier, I pray that um, Kaepernick lands another opportunity in in the NFL. It'll be great to see him back on the gridiron again. But um, look forward to seeing if Clemson can go back and um, uh, reach the pinnacle again and win another national championship. Um, looking forward to seeing what Nick Saban has in store. So, uh, Coach Goins, the college football season is vastly approaching. NFL season is um, vastly approaching, and I can't wait. And I know you can't either. You're exactly right. So, listen, we're going we're gonna to start bringing this thing to a close. So, again, Mike, we thank you for your time, your talent. Make sure you extend your a great, uh, hearty uh, 
Uh, thank you to your uh, lovely wife for allowing us to steal you away for for a little bit of time so we can just kind of catch up. So listen, folks, for Mike Quick and uh, everybody here at Basketball More in the Game, always remember, as we always say, our tagline, somebody somewhere is working on the game. Working on the game. You got that right. And and we're your co-hosts. I'm your host, Coach Goins, along with uh, the co-host, Mike Quick. Mike Quick. Yes, sir, from North Carolina. So as we always, uh, young fellas, work on your game. Let them know who we are. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, Podbean.com. Also, Facebook, uh, Basketball More in the Game. Until next time, as we always say, we'll see you in the gym.